When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Dungeons and Demogorgons, the officially unofficial podcast for Stranger Things on Netflix. I'm Jim. I'm Aaron. And we just finished watching season three, episode four, titled The Sauna Test. Uh, it's got a lot of a lot of good stuff to talk about. The season's really heating up. Uh, yeah. Right along with I'm, the sauna. I, I had to. 220 I degrees. Actually, I felt like a sauna in southern Ohio this weekend. Oh, yeah. It's getting hot. Oh, boy. Sticky. Yeah. Hot and sticky, no just Demogor- like Billy. No Demogorgons here. No, sir. Uh, what'd you think? Uh, I liked it. I thought it was good. I thought there are some just amazing performances. The kid who plays Will, is that Noah Schnapp? Uh-huh. Uh, that scene where he's kind of explaining the mechanics of how the Mind Flayer got marooned in our on our existence, our plane of existence, I think that it almost like, I mean, obviously... Uh, Bob, um, Bobby, Millie, Bobby Brown, Millie, Millie Bobby yeah. Brown, is already kind of a breakout star of this. But I feel like of the boys, uh, Will just is re- just an incredible actor. Um, <laughs> and and I I really love that scene last season where they kind of tied him down in the shed. Yeah, and he just had to like sit on set screaming, "Let me yeah. go, let me out." Like, yeah, and and that shit's hard to do. And some of the stuff uh-huh. he's doing here is like nuanced and really emotionally based. I thought, yeah. Um, I saw a couple early memes that people are like, oh, in the first season he was out. In the second season he mm-hmm. just was comatose. In the third season he just def- gets to feel his neck and turn around. I'm like, ah, wait till you get to episode four because I think this kid's really good. And then uh, uh, Daker Montgomery, uh, the performance he did when the- he's locked up in that sauna is yeah. fucking amazing. I-, I mean, he's look, he's been great the entire time. He's been an asshole, and you shouldn't like him as a character, but no. that actor has been doing a great job. But I think like, even the seduction scenes are great. Like, yeah, he- he's doing good work. I think he, I think he, he could be a big deal too. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I-, I really enjoyed the stuff. There's a lot of silly stuff. Like, I, I cracked up when I saw it's one thing to have like a two o'clock in the morning, uh, you, you got a, a meet. And a, 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 a shipment, uh, and you got some guards there just in case something goes down. Yeah. When, like if you're at the docks or something, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. But like if you're in a small town America, middle America mall, and it's broad daylight, and you're still standing out there with AKs, like does no one go to the back of this mall? Is there is there's no no one sign, uh, coming in for the early shift being like, hey, Bob, nice, yeah. nice fucking Kalishnikov. Like, wh- <laughs> it's i mean i've been around the back of a lot of malls yeah never seen a guy with an uzi (laughs) yeah they're not secure areas like i so yeah Yeah. i I, there's a couple of kind of silly stuff but uh um and it's going to be interesting to see these kids like they're just fucking all in on this thing Mm -hmm. um you know maybe maybe call somebody at this point once you verify that yes there is a russian cell but some of this stuff you just had to go with uh, to enjoy the world and, and what it has to offer, and, and I, I am. What, what are you thinking? Yeah, no, I, I really liked it. Like I said, it's heating up. Things are you know starting to come out into the open. Uh, the whole town looks like it's going to be involved at some point. Uh, we've got at least 
15 people that mm-hmm. are under the spell of the mind flare yeah we get to see like a good portion of the monster right uh, and, and i uh it almost looks like a baby mind flare right in the same way that like dart grows into like this demo dog mm-hmm. it kind of looks like the same rough shape and if you give it you know maybe a week or two more it's going to be hulking in the sky uh just kind of looming over everyone yeah i mean it looks exactly like the mind flare has always been portrayed. It's just uh-huh. like it was a shadow or an outline, and someone's gone and colored it in with flesh. Yeah, uh, just flesh bags. and a lot of goo. And that scene where is it Heather? Is she the missing lifeguard? Yeah, uh, where her parents got just pumped full of that shit mm-hmm. is yeah. No, no, the Cron- the Cronenberg uh, the the carpenter is on full display. Oh yeah, and it's pretty gross. And mm-hmm. also. Now that we know that the Mind Flayer is actively recruiting teams of the the residents of Hawkins, um, it does seem like a zombie horde attacking them all is a very strong possibility. Oh, yeah. Something we were speculating about in the preview podcast. So, And the other thing, Ty, and that we talked a little bit about in the preview cast is how they do the sauna test, right? Which is the whole premise of this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to test Billy, uh, see if he's actually got the Mind Flayer in him. And they they carry that out in a similar manner as, you know, we see in The Thing, where they're doing this blood test and yep. putting a flame up to it, and it reacts to the heat. Uh, so, yeah, clearly, like, very John Carpenter-inspired. Yeah, and there's also a lot of, like, invasion of the body snatchers because, mm-hmm. you know, we see these uh, now malevolent people going out into the world, and they're doing things like shutting down investigations into itself in the case of Nancy's newspaper story. Yeah. I also thought it was—I'm glad we got a little bit of explanation, speaking of Will, that, like— these it's it's not like the mind flayer possesses their their familiars or whatever you want to call it um a hundred percent of the time yeah it's like a lot of time you're just yourself like only like maybe sick and confused um and then it actually activates quote-unquote activates you at particular times and that's when Mm -hmm. it's like energy or it's 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 spirit possesses you I, i thought that's cool because i was starting to get fuzzy about the how the mechanics of the world were working. No, it frames all the the hospital stuff that was happening with Will last time because mm-hmm. he very much, like, he couldn't remember who right. his mother was at some point. He definitely didn't remember Hopper or the doctor. It was it was a little confusing as to, okay, is this Will or is this the Mind Flayer? And now we understand, okay, well, during that time, you know, the Mind Flayer was using him to see where they were to try and attack them. So, of course, the Mind Flayer was out, right? Yeah. And it, it it feels good too that like here at the midpoint of the season, um, it seems like most of the children, except for the ones actively investigating the Russian connection, <laughs> right, uh, are kind of teamed up again. So yeah. we've now instead of having like five different units to keep track of, we've got three: mm-hmm. uh, Joyce and Hopper. Uh, they're in invest- investigation into the dirty fingernails of one Carrie Eloise, or uh-huh. uh, is it Mayor Klein? I think that's his name. Yeah. yeah. And Hopper does what Hopper does. He always does. Well, I'm glad to see he hasn't lost a step because <sighs> going into this season, I was really surprised by the, the turn in Hopper. He mm-hmm. just seemed like a, a dumb oaf the entire first three episodes. And the thing that turned the corner with me or for me with him is that he clocked that, uh, that biker. Mm-hmm. Like he... You know, he's still doing his, like, Jason Bourne walking into a uh, cafe right. routine where he's noticing every little detail. He's just maybe acting a little weird for Hopper. Yeah. It must be the mustache. Uh, but I like that. And then, uh, yeah, everybody's kind of uh, getting back together again. Um, mm-hmm. Do you want... What, what 
So are we to the point where we can just talk about whatever we want to talk about now? Well, yeah, let's do it. Okay. Uh, I, okay. I'm conflicted because I know one of the big things that came out of last season is they've got to find a way to get everyone involved in the defeat of this thing. And every single time so far, it's been L kind of screaming at something until it goes away. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do want, I do want, I, I want the climax of this season to be something other than Eleven screaming at something until it closes. But she's got nowhere else to bleed from. The climax right. last year was two nostrils. Right, we're halfway through the season. We've seen that already. We get some ears involved. We get some ears. Yeah, uh, maybe a trickle at the corner of the mouth. But but Max giving her the Wonder Woman comic seems like if it's foreshadowing, it's going to be like maybe she's even going to be a bigger badass. An electrified so like, rope. <laughs> I do like like I got a thrill from from like her like even touching the Wonder Woman's like who's this? Oh, this is Princess Diana, and she's uh-huh. from a. And I'm like, oh yeah, it's going to be cool. But also, oh, boy i hope again this doesn't just be l is the win button because i mean everyone plays their role it's not like they're useless no they're not but when it comes to like dealing with the other worldly threat or other worldly threats they most often tend to be and, and I, yeah. I i hope they can find a way to to round that corner yeah we'll see uh i i like everything so so we talked a little bit about it but i like everything with hopper this episode mm-hmm. um him going in and roughing up the mayor was fantastic i love the mayor's like scarface-esque mansion it's like oh. robert loja should have been sitting in the corner yes, in a fucking totally. chair it's uh-huh. it's so scarface yeah uh flamingos on the walls like it's it's everything i wanted it to be yeah. uh in this small town i don't i don't know this mayor has some weird tastes yeah doesn't he have like a zebra rug like a rug in like the entryway like yeah. got a safari room like this guy oh yeah yeah, and also the fact that he's rocking this in Hawkins, Indiana. Right. Like he's he's definitely a weirdo in that. Yeah, area. there's there's not a neighborhood for like like you know. I imagine yeah. like if you're listening to this in L.A. or like New York, different places, you might think that there's a neighborhood that has like just okay, this is where the rich weird people live, and they've got their zebra sure. furniture and stuff. In, in Hawkins, Indiana, I guarantee there isn't. He's just built this <laughs> disgusting palace uh-huh. in the middle of nowhere probably gated off and yeah how the how this guy actually got elected as small town mayor what i mean that's the other thing is like are they trying to tell us that he is i mean obviously he's dirty but like it's almost like how did the town not uh uh find this out Mm -hmm. so i don't know i wish i knew more about uh mayor klein to know like you know maybe he came from money so it wouldn't be unusual for him to be flashing this stuff but uh and one of my favorite scenes this episode is that that cigar cutter scene yeah let's call it i like i'm i was physically tensed up during that whole scene going please don't i thought he might lose the tip of his finger i thought he Mm -hmm. might lose the tip of his finger yeah get mission impossible uh mission impossible 2 is the one where they got the first i remember the first time i knew what a a cigar cutter was it was mission impossible 2 and his was a duggery scott he's the villain in there and he he snipped off someone's finger with it I, i don't know um what what, you, what's his so what's his angle is it just like is he the hapless idiot here the mayor it, where he has gotten into a deal he doesn't understand and it's yeah, gotten bigger than him yeah. and now he, he's lost control of it it feels like it yes i think that's it's just gonna be straightforward this is what's happening and then we it deal with like the bigger bads like, you, like, like there were russians that needed a useful idiot in america yeah and they found one in mayor klein okay it's a it's a it's a tale as old as time it's true <laughs> <laughs> and, it is, and as current as the headlines. Uh, and it looks like they've bought up a bunch of 
like Hawkins Indiana Land pumped a bunch of money into mm-hmm. it, and like it's hilarious. It's it's almost like the implication is this Star Court Mall that he brought to town is entirely just a front for this portal technology. It seems like it. I mean, yeah. they, they've been integrated into this mall at the level of like the initial building. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because this elevator, the shaft underneath Whole- it, does not get dug unless. The construction workers are involved. Yeah, and here's the part where I got to just turn my secret. brain off because I'm like, I don't know that you could literally do this stuff in a, secret. A 30-story underground yeah, shaft. Like that, yeah, that involves so much excavation. And so, like, mm-hmm. how, how do you even hide it? Like, you know, with the permits and stuff, and where do you take the dirt? And yeah. I, but, but you know what? It's Stranger Things, so fuck it. I'm going to go with it. Sure. We're getting geared up for the 6th Annual Summer Badass Fest. And while we're working on a slate of apex badass films to enjoy, we've got an early action-packed announcement to make. Just like last year, we're kicking off Badass Season with a live movie watch and podcast recording. We've rented out a theater for connoisseurs of action films and bald move fans that just want to have a great time. Unlike last year, this year's movie is top secret. Hush, hush. No hints... Except, it's incredibly badass. It stars an absolute icon of the genre. We're willing to bet most of you haven't seen it, and it's going to be an incredible viewing experience with a packed house of bald movers. Those of you who came to last year's screening of Total Recall know what a party it was. And those of you who didn't, (laughs) now's your chance to experience it. Meet me and Jim. Order some custom movie-themed drinks at the theater's full bar. Then watch us record the full podcast for the movie. We reserved a venue over twice the size as last year, but seating is still limited. It's happening Friday, 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 June 21st at 7 p.m. in our hometown of Cincinnati. Get full details and buy tickets at baldmove.com slash live. Cincinnati's actually a pretty great city to visit, and we've got lots of details for side adventures on our event page as well. The Reds are playing the Boston Red Sox in their fantastic Riverside Stadium. The thrills of Kings Island just minutes away, and I'll be leading a kayak trip down the scenic Little Miami River on Saturday. Again, get full details and get your tickets now on our Badass Fest 6 page at baldmove.com slash live live. Here are the highlights coming up this week on Bald Move. Our coverage of Hot D, Fire and Blood, and the 1980s Shogun miniseries continues. But then on Tuesday, for the first time in 35 years, we asked the question, Who framed Roger Rabbit? Hop aboard the train to Toontown as we revisit this incredible blending of live action and animation to see if it still holds up all this time later. Then on Wednesday, we get our first look at Blake Crouch's mind-bending sci-fi series, Dark Matter. The first two episodes drop simultaneously on Apple TV Plus, and we'll have a pair of podcasts quantumly linked ready for you to observe. You can find these and many other great podcasts by searching for Bald Move Pulp or Bald Move Prestige in your favorite podcast app. We're about 10 weeks out from House of the Dragon Season 2, and it's time to prepare for war. 
which in our case means, well, watching a lot of Hot D and reading a lot of Fire and Blood. Each week between now and June 16th, Maester Anthony and his co-host Steve are hosting a watch of each episode of Hot D Season 1. And then me and Jim are going to host a discussion of the differences between the events on that episode and how they're recounted in George R. R. Martin's historical tome, Fire and Blood. That's right, I've resorted to reading dragon books. God help us all. We'll see if my fresh eyes add any new insights or predictions into Season 2. Arm yourselves with all the lore you can for the battles ahead. House of the Dragon returns June 16th, but we've got you covered until then. Check out all of our upcoming Hot D coverage on the Hot D feed or on Bald Move Pulp, available wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, what did you think? What, what do we think about Erica? Because I was one of the, I was looking too forward much. to see an Eric. Okay. Just a little too much. I feel like like Erica. like a hundred and ten percent. Like uh-huh. I'm a hundred. Yeah, some of this just like sass, but but you have to believe that she's the type of girl who would be like would be all in to sneak in a tunnel mm-hmm. to go into an armed Russian building yeah. for the promise of free ice cream. So she's almost she's yeah. an unreal character in my estimation. So. Maybe her being large in life. I mean, I, I I enjoy what she's doing. It's just like, yeah, I feel like they should have like crossed out one or two two lines. I like that you yeah. can't like. She's like, come on, don't you, you know? Don't she's like, this sounds like uh, child endangerment. And and Dustin's like, well, these are Russians. Don't you love your country? He's like, you can't spell America without Erica. <laughs> and then Dustin is just completely taken aback by that. He's like, like oh, logic puzzle checks out. Yeah. Hmm. Um, All right. <laughs> Yeah, so I, I don't know. I'm I'm uh, I'm hoping that uh, they they get her back on the the balance beam of being a likable character here because it was a little bit too much for me. I like her. Yeah, it was just like you said, cut a, one or two of those jokes. Yeah, maybe have her say "child endangerment" one few fewer times. I really loved when she called it Operation Child Endangerment. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that yeah. was good. And I I think that the child actor is it Pariah Pariah, um, Pariah? Is, is doing a good job. I I honestly think as a material. Like yeah. some of this stuff yeah. is just like it doesn't sound like an eight year old sister. I had an right. eight year old kid sister. They're fucking annoying. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're not annoying this way. I really like Nancy and Karen's heart to heart because okay, it, and the Jonathan Nancy scene leading up to that. Honestly, oh yeah, let's get back. Let's get back to that because I thought that was it's interesting because it's essentially would you rather be poor mm-hmm. or a woman? Probably poor. <laughs> Uh, well, it depends. If I had diabetes, I'd want to be because uh, it's not. It's, <laughs> okay. it, I, I'd want to be a, a middle class woman because then I could right. get my medical shit taken care of. But other than that, yeah, probably poor. And yeah. it, it, it's just interesting from their perspective because you know uh, it. Everything that's happened to Nancy is total bullshit, mm-hmm. and it, it also feels to me pretty realistic for what a small town newspaper would probably roll in the 1980s. Absolutely. Um, but you know, Jonathan just needs to find, he, he, he needs to find a place to stay. He needs to, he needs to find food. He needs, you know, like he's, mm-hmm. he's at a stage where he's got to make something happen. And from his perspective, it's like, we're interns probably just got this job four weeks ago. And why couldn't you be patient and earn your place? And he, the, the problem with that is, it's like, I don't think Nancy ever gets that shot unless mm-hmm. she just decides to embrace the bullshit and play along with it. And I don't think that's what the thing he doesn't realize. Yeah, no, they're they're both not quite understanding where each other are coming from. And that's right. that's I love these kind of scenes. Um, Ozark has a few of them. Some of the scenes I really love from that. 
uh, with the eldest daughter and her friend. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, this this stuff is really good, you know, because I think everybody has a sort of blind spot when it comes to other people's perspectives. Especially on... when you're that young. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it's something, you know, you can work and get better at um, and you can kind of be compassionate and understanding. But also you never quite understand how they feel. It's it's not it's not easy to get there. So, it, yeah, I think these kind of scenes really paid off emotionally for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, the Nancy and Karen heart to heart, I liked it because it's kind of, um, you know, uh, one of the important stops on Nancy's uh, hero's journey. Mm-hmm. She kind of has this moment where she's like, well, maybe I should just give up. And she meets the goddess uh, if uh, Campbell was writing this and uh, <laughs> the goddess gives her a pep talk. But it also is a window into Karen because we've gotten these hints mm-hmm. from Nancy that Karen's in a loveless marriage. She got married very young to an older man because he represented financial security in a small town. Mm-hmm. And we see this this uh ser- this season that maybe she's wanting more and this is like her kind of regret of like what if i had tried to make it and not taking the quote-unquote easy way out and what if i you know i want something better for my daughter uh and and i thought it really worked yeah i agree uh, sell it to the yeah f- so go out there finish the story sell it to the indie star mm-hmm. um which leads to uh nancy drew and the massive hipaa violation uh, I, I love how because she's going through. Um, oh, oh yeah, Mrs. Uh, Mrs. Fertilizer, Mrs. Fertilizer's <laughs> records, yeah. and I was just thinking as I was watching this, like, holy shit! Do you remember all the scenes of like people? How many scenes in like the seventies, eighties revolved around people just looking at people's charts that, that were like just hanging at the bottom of their bed, uh-huh. and or like was in a file that was just like tucked on the outside of the door? Like, my god, yeah. the the things you could do with that. But yeah, Nancy's just like. Yeah, it's it's a good thing that hip is not around because uh, you'd be you'd have bigger problems than a mind flare. Uh, I mean, and then it's like I don't know if you want to talk specifically about Billy and Nasana. Um, I mean, it's it's I don't know that we found anything new because the way this story mm-hmm. is told, it was only a mystery if of uh, the the mystery of Billy's compliance or complicitness with the the mind flare was only in the minds of the kids. Like yeah. from the viewer, it's clear what was going on. It's almost. I'm glad they actually dealt with this early, uh, early on in the season before the halfway point because it would have mm-hmm. been tedious as fuck. If, oh, yeah. You, you know, if, if there was all these scenes of like, well, I think Billy did. And Max is like, no, he's an asshole, but he's my brother. And now we we, we know. Yeah, they spent like half an episode on it. It's, yep. that, that's the thing I love about this show. It's paced so quickly that any any complaints you have just sort of get washed over by the next scene. And I'm yeah. I'm okay with that in, in something as light and fun as this is supposed to be. I am wondering because like that end where, you know, Billy goes to uh Mind Flayer Heather and says, you know, she could have killed me and Heather's like, but not us and then she like gestures to this basement full of Hawkins zombies. Mm-hmm. And like if they're all as individually powerful as Billy, I yeah. don't know how they get stopped. Yeah, there's a I, fuck more, a fuck ton more of them. It'd be like having a room full of demigorgons. Rather, always before it's like you'd have like one demigorgon and mm-hmm. maybe a bunch of demi dogs, but they were like, you know, lesser of a threat and scale. But if if you got these people that are all as powerful as Billy and you've got a room full of them, and it sounds like you got another half of a season where you can continue to recruit, uh, it's going to be bad news. Yeah, I don't know how they're going to deal with it. Do you, um, do you have any sometimes any problems of like? What is actually going on in these people? Because, like, when, when Billy gets... Bl- like, is Billy a normal human being? He's obviously super strong. He's obviously... He, he can survive being blown through a concrete bl- brick wall. Yeah. Like, 
but they do seem like they're still flesh and blood. I, I mm-hmm. don't know quite how all that stuff works. Yeah, I sort of let that stuff go. It's another thing of yeah. It, it's like yeah, how does how does Captain America fight Thor or whatever or super some soldier serum? It's, super it's demon that comes out of sky. Yeah. yeah, so you know who cares ultimately? <laughs> but one thing I do care about, and I, I probably my biggest question in the episode is what the fuck is up with these Russians? What are they doing? Because like Steve, who by the way, my girlfriend mentioned we haven't seen out of uniform yet, which is mm-hmm. awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's been in that stupid Scoops Ahoy thing. Yeah, yeah. I think the entire season so far. Yeah. Uh, he finds, you know, this goo in these crates. What are they doing? Is that another Back to the Future reference? Because doesn't that look exactly like the plutonium chamber or like the, looks the a lot like it. inserts yeah. into the DeLorean? Uh-huh. Um, I don't know. To me, this is just classic Cold War, like... Uh, if you're going in space, we're going in space. Oh, you got a space shuttle? Now we got a space shuttle. Like, you know, like. So is this part of the machine that Hopper and Joyce are I are trying to find right now? Yeah, I think this is like uh, this. This is the big portal laser magnet gun that they sh- that they fired okay. up that killed everybody at the beginning. It's like they the just fuel. Gotta, yeah, it's a, the, the, it must be the fuel that powers it. That's what my guess is, and they're just trying to. It, that's something we speculated. It seems like the Russians are just trying. They they got they caught wind of the Americans and their portal technology and they want in. Okay. Whether they understand I, what what I don't know is if they understand the dangers. Like I know they understand the dangers of technology that it might explode and vaporize people, but have they uh-huh. had any upside down type visitors on their end yet? Right. So, but uh, it's not yeah. not clear to me yet. There's definitely been one successful experiment there. So yeah, I like the we'll meet again. Because that was um, so that that song came out in 1939, and it was you know one of the one of the most popular like World War II songs. You know, it's about people going away and the hope to see them again. And it was popular with soldiers, obviously popular with their uh, loved ones back at home. But it was also repurposed famously in uh, uh, Doctor Strange Love uh, as mm-hmm. the montage mm-hmm. of the atomic bombs at the end of the movie. It, it almost is like an apocalyptic feel. And when you're you're seeing all these dozens of zombies down there and we'll meet again, it feels like that context, like this is doom. And, and it, it has like a fallout vibe to it as yeah. well. Like the, yeah. the video game series. Mm. I haven't I haven't played Fallout, dude. It, it's it's just like the, the whole premise of Fallout is it's after an atomic apocalypse, gotcha, gotcha. a nuclear apocalypse. Does that song is like I don't I, know if it's that song, but it's that style of gotcha. music, that era yeah, of music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that so is the Fallout series like it's supposed to be like the like I think it happened in the fifties ish. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. Um, what else do you want to talk about? I think that's about it. All right. Well, uh, if you would like to send feedback, again, the way we're doing this is it is now uh, Monday, July eighth, and we're going to cover three more episodes, leaving the penultimate and the finale for tomorrow. Uh, we are going to be taking feedback. If you'd like to send that into stranger things at baldmove.com. There's also forum threads corresponding to our binge. We had one for last week. We've got one for these three episodes that we're going to cover and then one for tomorrow's episodes uh leave your feedback either of those places and next week we'll be wrapping up season three's coverage we'll be uh considering people's feedback we'll be talking about uh uh the series as a whole and what we're expecting for season four if there's any hints or some breadcrumbs for us to discover and uh yeah thanks for thanks for joining along with our, our mini marathon and we'll be back with another episode until then i'm aaron and i'm jim see ya.